The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Messages of Hope. Hello, my friends, and welcome back for another episode. I just had to sit here and suddenly get myself centered, take a deep breath, and connect with my team in the spirit world. I was all giddy and and a little out of balance because I'm sitting here talking with our guest, Michael Sandler, who just has the greatest energy. It's high vibe, and we really have fun when we chat together. He's been on this show before. I believe it was last July. Yeah, July 16th. You can listen to that in the archives. And he's had me on his show twice as well. So I'm just grateful to share him with you today. He's the host of the Inspire Nation show. It's one of the top spiritual and self-help podcasts and YouTube shows worldwide. And my goodness, we get a lot of views when I go on your show, Michael. Uh, He interviews leaders, experts, and spiritual visionaries several times a week. But he has such a cool backstory. I'm going to let him go into that. But today we're going to be talking about his latest book, a subject near and dear to my heart, automatic writing. Michael Sandler, welcome to the show. Thank you, Suzanne, so much for having me in a mighty woohoo. <laughs> We're going to probably say woohoo several times. He says that and I say it a lot and we end up doing it together. And We're actually looking at each other on Skype doing this live for all of you. And that's that's just fun for me to connect that way. And he's wearing his signature bright colors, a bright purple shirt and his yellow framed glasses. I just love that about you, Michael. Thank you. And I see a synchronicity. We can talk about this off air, but I have up on the screen behind me, I'm, I may be purchasing a new RV today. Oh. And since you are the RVers, RVer, I'm like, wow, what a synchronicity already. And we haven't even gotten started. Well, we can talk about that over the break. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, what is your mission? Raise people's vibration, elevate consciousness, shift humanity. That just rolled right off your tongue. I read somewhere that you just love to help the world shine bright, which is pretty much what you said. Yeah. So how do you do that? Well, we can each do that by being ourselves. We can certainly do that by connecting with the spirit realm, which we are already connected. It's just a matter of, of either clearing that connection or acknowledging the connection or diving into the connection. Uh, But we can also do that by living more awake and aware, 
the more that we all shine bright in our own ways. I'm a very woohoo guy, but we don't have to be. We get to be in whatever frequency or vibration is in greatest alignment for ourselves. And when we do that, we can't help but be contagious each in our own way. So yes, it is to help people to shine bright. Another way that you can put that is living your greatest life, your soul journey is truly being you. How does somebody not be you? <laughs> it's a great question, Suzanne. And we are always an element of ourselves. But if we go back to like a Don Miguel Ruiz and the four agreements, and we look at how we have been um, domesticated by society, domesticated by the world, we aren't, we are running other people's programs quite frequently. And so we are partially ourselves, but we are partially automatons on autopilot. Yeah. And so to help somebody to, to shine bright is to get them out of autopilot so that they are living their greatest experience of being them. There is no right and wrong. There is no such thing as a bad experience, but I believe we shine brighter when we're fully awake and aware and present with who and what we are. And following that inner voice, which is what we're going to get into later this program, that inner voice that we can actually harness through writing. So just briefly, would you summarize the things we talked about in the last show about where you've come from and what happened to bring you to this joyous self you are today? Okay, let's let's do the, the Cliff Notes of Cliff Notes version. Um, was a pro cyclist, tried to make it in Europe, got hit you by You are a pro Cyclist, bicycle, yes. bicyclist, yes, okay. Yeah. Raced bicycles in Europe. Wow. Gone. Uh, had trained at the Olympic Training Center with the likes of Lance Armstrong, went and raced in Europe. As a French doctor later told me, after I rounded a bend in a race in the French Alps, I hurted an automobile. I told you Tim O'Treyer. <laughs> <laughs> I was waved through a blind turn into an oncoming car that had gotten out onto the race course. And that was one of, that was really my second major accident of steering in my life, but that ended my, uh, my bid to get to the Tour de France, many years of PTSD and going, God is dead, there is no God. Before I started down, really down the rabbit hole of this spiritual path and well down the rabbit hole, got, um, had a skating accident, uh, which had, was my first near-death experience. Seven years, one month, and 17 days later, I had my second severe accident, which uh, was a, a second near-death experience. Finished off the trifecta a year later with an accident, broke all the ribs in front of my heart, behind my heart, above oh. my heart, cracked me wide open. And at this point, Suzanne, I'm going, all right, clearly you're trying to guide me here, and you like doing it with a two by four. Yeah, I mean, it's, some people really need a wake-up call. You had quite a few painful uh, ones. 36 on the Excel spreadsheet, 36 before I went and saw a uh, Delorean, Dolores Cannon-trained past life regression therapist who brought me to uh, like a room with or a place with uh, 12 elders where I said, I want to go back to Earth and I want to get as much growth and learning as I can. And I said, give me the works. Uh-huh. Watch what you ask for. They said, you don't want the works. And I'm like, give me the works. <laughs> Your wish is my command. So I did a lot of renegotiation that day, but really what turned things around was then diving into automatic writing, a process I'd been introduced to that I had stayed away from because the words that I got were so grandiose, they came true, 
but they're so grandiose. I thought it was my ego. But once I got hurt with that last accident, I'm like, all right, clearly doing this on my own ain't working for me. How do I connect with spirit? How do I get guidance? How do I figure out where to go from here? Because I am listening. And once I did that, my wife and I, at the time we were on Maui, our business was failing because of all my accidents. She got sick with mold toxicity poisoning. We got basically jettisoned off of the island. We're home in her childhood bedroom. You could be going, oh my God, what happened with our lives? But I'm there going into automatic writing each and every morning, talking with spirit, talking with the angels. And they're like, it's okay, dear one. Everything is good. You're going to be fine. Here's what you get to do. Here's where you go with your show. Here's how you grow your business. Here's where you go from here. And everything changed. Yeah. Well, I know that sounds kind of exciting to other people. Maybe we can help them get to the achieve their goals without going through what you went through. Amen to that. Yeah. Wow. Well, you certainly do appear joyful, but I'm sure that life is not always joyous. I know we've conversed a little bit and you've been going through some challenging times, normal human stuff. Mm -hmm. And how do you handle that these days? I go to the angels and I go to spirit more than I have ever gone before. I surrender, I surrender, but it's not a surrender of I give up. It's a completely different surrender. But basically, I go to the angels and I say, you take this. <laughs> <laughs> and I listen continuously and I go down probably just as much as anybody else, but I can recognize it more quickly. I can bring myself back more quickly. Yeah. And I continuously am working on choosing the higher vibration, choosing even higher, choosing even higher still. So the challenges still occur. That's life. In fact, yeah. one could arguably say the farther you go down the teaching road, the more you may get challenges to help you to share with others. It doesn't have to be that way. And so I don't want to put that out there as a watch out for a two by four. But I'm doing a much better job than ever connecting to spirit and bringing myself back. All right. So that would be an outstanding goal for anybody who's listening to today. Because again, the goal of this this journey that we're on is not for everything to be beautiful and everything to be smooth and easy. That's that's not the way this world works, this world of duality with its ups and downs. So to have tools to know how to handle the downs as well as the ups with, with equanimity, I love that word, is just awesome. So let's talk about automatic writing. What is it? Automatic writing is a process where you go quiet. You kind of like Alice in Wonderland, you step down into a magical world. You go into ceremony. You do the equivalent of a very easy meditation. You do several prayers. There's an intention prayer. There's an invocation, a calling in prayer. You have your pen on the paper and it begins to flow effortlessly. You ask, what do I need to know? And the pen flows effortlessly with or without any conscious movement, but without conscious thought. And you're in communion with angels, with spirit guides, with your higher self, with your inner wisdom, whatever you wanna call it, or literally even with God, source. And it is very different than like journaling. Journaling every day is great for learning the I, me, my. Automatic I, me, my. I, me, my, George Harrison's last song of the Beatles. It's all about the egoic sense of self. What the science has shown with automatic writing, and Dr. Andrew Newberg studied it, he's uh, 
one of the leading neuroscientists on enlightenment in the brain, meditation in the brain. What he found is in long-term practitioners of automatic writing, the frontal lobe and the parietal lobe of the brain power down. The frontal lobe is the part executive functions. It's what we use to write. It's yeah. what we use to have command over time and space. The parietal lobe is responsible for a sense of self, the I, me, my. When both of those power down, you no longer are writing from the thinking mind. You're more of a receiver. And you go from the I, me, my to something outside of yourself or from the we state, the one state of consciousness, the I am state, that blank slate from which everything is created. And so what comes out is more like, you're okay, dear one. Everything's all right. Here's where you get to go. Or you put a dream in there. Every morning I do dream analysis. Here's what you're learning from this experience. We're working on getting this, this most beautiful RV and it's been an, an interesting journey so far. And in automatic writing, I'll say, here's why this one didn't work out. Here's what you want to do. It's like having a co-pilot. Well, this like, is the Ooh. thing. This is my, I say constantly to my, my earthly team here that we don't need, we don't want people dependent on me. We want to enable them. We don't want to enable them, but enable them to get the answers themselves. And that's exactly what you're talking about. So that people don't even need a psychic. They come to trust what's arising from a higher place. And I love that word arising. I was using that on a YouTube live all morning today. Ar arising and arisen. Yes, yes, yes. So it was really funny because I was in a car today uh, with three other people, two good friends who are visiting, and my husband, Ty. Hi, Ty. And uh, he listens to every show. What a sweetheart. And I, we were talking about who's your guest today. I said, Michael Sandler. He's going to be talking about automatic writing. And the one guest said, oh, do you do that? And there was this funny the energy jolt in the in the car as the other two, Ty and, and, and this guy's wife who knows – my work well and he knows it too kind of looked at him like are you kidding him me because my daily way messages we have over 4,000 examples of automatic writing that I've done for over 10 years and so I I'm so familiar with this process and I loved reading your book because it's just so clear it's so precise and it's I just kept reading it saying yes yes this is it this is how it works this is what you do but I there is some confusion about uh, the spiritualists in the old days said automatic writings when you like you said michael you put that pen in your hand and it just starts moving i tried that in the beginning and i just sat there and waited for my arm to move. <laughs> i thought it was all about the pen moving on itself and see if i can make out what these scribbles mean and then we got past that would you comment on that hand being moved or mind being moved it can be all of the above. However, the easiest way, so the old school spiritualist, there's, there's even a quote, we have a history section in the book on somebody who uh, put pen to paper and it was like an invisible force grabbed his hand and he was bruised, af bruised afterwards. We're not talking about that. That's right. <laughs> what we're talking about is letting go or uncoupling from the thinking mind, from the thinking state. I love so you that. You do your attention prayer, you do your invocation prayer, and then you write, or as I call it, write silly. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. Good morning, angels. Good morning, guides. I have no idea what to write. It's okay, dear one. I have no idea what to write. I don't have no idea what to write. You are loved. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. It's okay. In other words, you get the energy flowing 
Yeah, if I could just interrupt a second, I want to make sure that everybody who's listening understands what you just said. He would literally be writing those phrases down so that the thinking mind isn't saying, nothing's happening, I'm not getting anything. Exactly. And because energy starts flowing, inertia is overcome. Now it's much easier for the words to come through you. Do you hear them first? Do you just write them? It doesn't matter. Your only job is not to filter or try to think about so what am I supposed to write down. Yeah, that is so key. And I, I know the difference so greatly every morning when I listen to the messages from my team, Sanaya, I call it the daily way. And, and I'll hear a phrase and I, I get, there's a feeling that bubbles up first. Oh, here comes the daily message. And I put my hands down and I hear that phrase and I start flowing. And sometimes just like in a reading, you kind of drop the link and I can tell when my mind steps in. There's such a difference but it's subtle and then i surrender again and they pick up the flow again have you had that happen oh, absolutely and and so um there's a feeling that is different like you say there's a lightness versus a heaviness yeah when you can tell that it is no longer coming from spirit it's coming from you and particularly early on i would even check in and write where is this coming from Mm. And it would become blatantly evident if it was still coming from um, a higher source, so to speak. But it'd be easy to get back there. Now, I have people do it with theta brain entrainment music, uh, binaural theta brain entrainment music. What does that mean? The uh -huh. theta anybody, who's, anybody who's used my hemi-sync recordings will know what that is. But go uh -huh. ahead and explain it. And so I like blasting their mind out of the equation, getting them in sync with a theta brainwave state where you're in this higher, more creative state, more intuitive state. And actually, if your thinking mind gets involved, you turn up the volume a little louder and a little louder. And so basically you've scrambled the thinking mind and the pen is still flowing. So what he's talking about with binaural beats, you want to explain how that works, Michael? So different sounds coming in from both ears that are linked up right and left hemisphere are linked up in the brain that puts you in a a pre seven year old state of consciousness when you were fully plugged in is where it puts you. And in this state, it is easier to communicate with you can call it other side if you're 3D, you can call it inside if you're 5D it doesn't matter to communicate with the or something else. Yes, and, and so I'll go for it. Yeah, no, just that uh, companies like the HemiSync company and others have d done recordings with binaural beats. So if somebody's saying, well, how do I get that? You can find out more about that online. Yeah, and, or you can go, if you get our book, go to automaticwriting.com and we, we have it as a bonuses. I made a bunch oh, of music. Cool. Nice, nice. But not required, not necessary, just kind of like a boost, right? It is. I still use it. This Me too. <laughs> I use my so, own recordings. Yeah, it's it's not required. I, I and and what happens is, as you know, is this link. I, I love saying that you know it's it's Rick Hansen, it's it's Joe Dispenza neurons, it's it's Bruce Lipton neurons that fire together, wire together. Over time, you just start to develop such a myelinated superhighway, such a neural connection between urines, you and spirit that you go from automatic writing to automatic conversation, walk down the trail, for instance, or driving your car. 
this is the goal, isn't it, everybody? I mean, you, you don't have to sit and get in this meditative state. Any of you who have attended any of my classes, you see me just just shift on the fly and get an answer from the guides. We can all learn to do that. And here, Michael's given us a little bit of the science behind it here. You're just creating neural pathways for an ability that's very natural and very accessible to us. In fact, chances are we had, not chances are, we had the neural pathways until we were we were told at some point in kids to get real, stop having imaginary conversations, stop dreaming, and we shut it off. And yeah. now what we're doing is learning how to turn it back on. Yay. And you give such beautiful instructions for it in your book. That's what I love. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate here and just uh, show people that yeah. in your book, you talk, and you've talked about it already on this interview you talk about setting the intention having an invocation prayer and another kind of prayer and all of those are fantastic for those who like practical steps who like to know what to do step by step i find my students just eat up the practical steps but are they necessary i am going to say yes even though the words start to flow to me now, way before I would try to put pen to paper, to me there is an attunement, there is a frequency behind it, and there is something special about ritual and ceremony and making things sacred. So particularly early on, if automatic writing isn't working for people, I say, are you writing out your prayers each and every time? Oh, no, I say them out loud. Oh, no, no, I've got them dialed. Oh, no, I said them last night. Well, Alice, if you want to get into Wonderland, <laughs> let's go for now step by step. And so I still do it to this day to dot my I's and cross my T's, even though I said my prayers before going on air and I'm fully plugged in right yeah, now as yeah. well. There's something special about going into that ritual. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I. It's not fully necessary, I would say, not fully necessary every time, but so important when we're running around in normal human waking consciousness and just mm -hmm. simply need that subtle shift. So it's not hard, but there's a purpose behind it. I would completely agree with that. And again, you're developing that connection. So so being hypocritical or holding a paradox, which is what we do in the spiritual world, I say it's absolutely necessary and the words are going to flow without it as you get going anyway. <laughs> That's right. And we're going to talk about more after the break. This is coming up, not quite yet, um, the kinds of things that you've learned from your writing. But how did you know that this automatic writing is something different from traditional journaling because it's not a first person operation journaling yeah. is again the i me my and this process is a you or a dear one or a loved one it is somebody or something speaking to you and i don't know about you suzanne but particularly in my early days my thinking mind wouldn't be so kind to me <laughs> it wouldn't be a loving kind gentle voice you should have did this if only you did this worry about this danger because of this which has a very heavy energy to it the yeah. energy of awe and the reason it's called awe the automatic writing experience awe, awe is you get into a higher state it feels different it feels better and then it's awesome. outside of you yeah and that's funny because i haven't really talked about the title of the book the the automatic writing experience, A, 
W E. You're talking to the queen of acronyms here, Michael. So I totally relate to that. I can, but, I can picture you like in the in a destroyer in the room with all all of the, uh, the mission control, all of the uh, TVs up before you, and you'd be going through your handbook. The <laughs> acronyms. Now, that that yeah. would be tie on the destroyer. I'd be in, ashore somewhere, but uh, yeah. Um, Awe is the perfect acronym because what comes through when you're doing this automatic writing is so awesome. And I, I have said probably a thousand times in classes and to people, may I never lose the awe of connecting with those in the non-physical world. And I actually looked up the word awe and it means tinged with reverence. Yeah. How does it get any better than that? Yeah. And and so if we lose that sense of awe when doing the automatic writing, why are we doing it at all? So true. And it lets us know where is this writing coming from? Because That's if, what there if there's no awe, you ain't in awe. Yeah. Anybody who's watched my Message is a Hope documentary, and I don't want to talk about me too much, though, but I started crying the first time the writing came through in the form of a poem. Have you ever gotten poetry? You know, it's interesting. So many of my students have. I don't get poetry. I don't get prose. I'll get chapters of a book. I'll get right now we're doing a series where I'm channeling the masters. And so I'll have Napoleon Hill waiting for me and mm -hmm. saying, good morning, Michael Sandler. I've been waiting for you. Or Neville Goddard or Florence Scovel Shin. And they will just download something before me. And my jaw is hitting the floor. But it hasn't been the... I haven't gotten like lyrics to any great song yet. Because you don't need it. I mean, I got the poetry because I didn't believe that these words I'd been hearing were mine. Just little beautiful phrases like you were talking about. I said, oh, I'm making this up. We'll talk about the making it up mind. And people think that's the biggest challenge. People think they're making it up. But uh, you just made some pretty bodacious claims right there about talking to famous people. Have you put them to the test and gotten any evidence that this is who they are? That's a great question. Only evidence through their teachings. Mm -hmm. So a Napoleon Hill who says, for instance, Michael, in the 1920s and the 1930s, I said you had to deceive yourself, your subconscious. You had to deceive yourself. And he said, now what we know about quantum science is that there is no such thing as time. Time is not real and all futures exist simultaneously and goes on and on to tell me about all the different uh, doors and about getting in attunement and about resonant frequency. And now it's about choosing which door you desire. And the door is arisen. The door is already there. Well, I want to talk more about that when we come back from the break. This time goes way too quickly don't you all think so we're talking with michael sandler about automatic writing lots more to come so don't go away we'll be back in just three minutes Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. All right. We're talking with Michael Sandler of Inspire Nation Show, and he has written a new book, The Automatic Writing Experience. That's, that is A-W-E. So the title is Awe, The Automatic Writing Experience. Now, Michael, you talked about listening to this voice that comes through talking to the writer as you. So in other words, it's a conversation. Now, who is the writer conversing with? You talk about famous people, but the writer could be your spirit guides. The writer could be your angels or your guardian angels. The writer could be God source. So when we start into it, I have everybody write to uh, their team. And I like if an angel person to write to the archangels as part of their team. And their team starts to converse with them. Somebody may or may not step forward, but that's less important. We're going to the highest level. So it's less important the exact who as to what rather than the what. The what is the message is what's most important. Over time, you develop relationships with individual spirit guides, perhaps with an individual angel. My guardian angel, Maximilian, stepped forward. That was so cool. And so we have a lot of conversations as well. And then you can tune the dial to whomever or whatever you desire over time. But I so like how about how about their own loved ones who have passed. Absolutely. We have a whole section in the book. In fact, my greatest guides are my pets, Mole is my greatest guide on the other side. My best man, Jack Burden, who crossed over. One of my students, Carla, and Auntie Pua, a kapuna from Hawaii, all who have crossed over, are my greatest teachers on the other side, pets and loved ones who've crossed over. Now, Michael, I have to say, if I had tuned into this radio show by accident, (laughs) a a decade or so ago, when I was still kind of wearing my Navy commander's hat, I would have said, oh, my gosh, these guys are off their rockers. This is ridiculous. His greatest guide is a pet across the veil. He's talking to his own guardian angel. And I, that's why I laughed when you said that, because I know how I used to think, and I know now what is possible. <laughs> how do How does somebody practicing automatic writing know they're not making it up? So it's a great question and actually stopped me cold for years because the words that came out were too powerful. And it was actually, I first got the words when I was learning how to do automatic writing with the Akashic Masters. And they're, selling, they're telling me how great I am, how I'll be a leader, how I'll be a teacher, how I'll speak before thousands and millions from a mountain on high. <laughs> this is clearly bogus, complete junk but i had to read it to the class and i was so horrified that my ego was trying to prop me up that i dropped it cold two years later same experience speaking before thousands from a mountain on high yeah until i went into a past life regression and i was still speaking (laughs) (laughs) and guess what until this year i lived in colorado holding our radio show podcast and youtube show from up on a mountain speaking before thousands or millions on high yeah Yeah. So it became a matter of distinguishing what is the feeling state behind this? Uh And is it shoulda, woulda, couldas? Am I getting shoulded all over? That's my ego. Mm -hmm. 
or is it a loving, kind message? So Jack Burden, my best man in my wedding, he rides me all the time to be the best version of myself from the other side, but doing it from a loving perspective. Our egoic thinking mind is very rarely, it's okay, dear one. That's just not how we speak to ourselves. And you can hear a difference, a different tonation or tonality, a different cadence and what's coming through as well. Absolutely, yeah. Wow. So what convinced you then? You didn't just wait till you realized you were on top of a mountain and speaking to thousands and millions. What convinced you to keep going after you dropped it? There was no other way. Once you get hit with the two by four, one time too many, you go, I'm listening. How do I listen? Well, I have this tool. I don't even believe this tool works, but I've got this tool. Mm -hmm. Why don't I take that leap of faith and play with it that's the attitude right there play with it yeah yeah if we take it too seriously then then the human side is really jumping in and you certainly more than most people i know have a playful attitude yet yet i mean as a sports competitor at the level you were at that's more than play so you have, have to a find switch. that balance. the switch is still in me i go out several times a week on a, a pro-level bike rides, and I will flip that switch. Mm. And it's very interesting to watch become because I will become the most loving, um, I don't know how any other way to put this, um, mother lover in the world. Right there, we, we put that in a... In a <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually going to the angels, and I'm saying, angels guide me, angels help me. But there is still this grr, this very young at that point inside of me. But I think that brings a better balance. I'm very yin in a lot of what I do. What comes through in automatic writing is often quite yin, although sometimes it can say, go, go, go. You're talking about yin and yang. Some people say yin and yang, that, that balance of masculine and feminine or whatever other adjectives you want to give to describe it. But you can just flip that switch and bring out what's needed in the moment. Bingo. Go for a state of grr or, or a state of uh. <laughs> ah. Ah. So which... This is a silly rhetorical question. Which state is most beneficial for awe, the automatic writing experience? Ooh, you know, I'm going to say we could use a little bit of both mm. because the grr is the let's do this. Let's do this each day. Grr, I'm going to get into it. And then it's the state of awe. Mm. And that balance to me is a pump. It's an electron pump, sort of like electricity isn't actually anything moving anywhere. It's electrons flipping back and forth. And so having the balance of that two states to me is a pump that drives everything forward. So you need a little bit of get her done, a little bit of, I want this. I yeah. know you want to communicate with the angels, I'm guessing more than oxygen itself, which uh -huh. is nice, they'll chase you down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't not do it every day. Yeah. It feeds me. Yeah. So let's talk about the how. You talked about the who, just about anybody that's in non-physical form, right? So how? Give away your secrets, Michael. <laughs> yes. still want to, they still need to read the book for the details, but I, let's, let's, I love making this, this show very practical. All right. Let's get everybody really tired. So do it first thing in the morning or last thing at night, particularly when the rest of the world is sleeping. So you're, because we're always plugged into the field. I want the field is sleeping as it can be so that you're getting words from spirit rather than from a commuter who's heading into New York City. So when you say let's get everybody tired, you don't mean let's put them to sleep listening to the show. You're saying it's best to be somewhat tired when you do this. It's best to be half awake. 
late at night, first thing in the morning. We don't need full consciousness. Let's not go check our email first. Let's not go watch TV or check the news. Let's be half awake, nice dim environment, nice quiet. Mm -hmm. Let's do something for a 10 minute meditation. I have a suggested silly, simple following your breath called a 10 count meditation in the book. Doesn't you have, you don't have to be a meditator at all. Don't be scared off by that. And then we put on that theta brain entrainment music. We crack open our favorite journal, get our favorite pen, and we write out an intention prayer, which so, basically go for it. Quick pause. So I know you have this actual question in your book, but let's address it. You keep talking about paper and pen, but this is the keyboard age. Yes. And when I started, I went to paper and pen because it's more kinesthetic. It's more touchy-feely. It produces something real. Ink on a page. It takes something. I'm very alchemical. From thought to think. Thing. It takes something that's an emotional state or a vibration and turns it into ink on a page. There's something very real and tangible about that. So unless somebody has substantial, uh, for instance, learning disabilities or other challenges, I want them to go to the written word first. Over time, like myself, I was undiagnosed dyslexic growing up. Instead, the teachers basically just beat me with a ruler to, huh. to say, focus better, but I'm flipping my letters. So focus better, they smack me again and I flipped my letters even more. I go to a keyboard because I can't keep up with spirit. I uh, know. Yeah, will, I, I'm sure, you know, it's just and you can tell when I'm in that zone because it's just it's rapid fire like a machine gun on the keyboard. All right. And eyes open or eyes closed? For me, I learned the hard way. I might occasionally want to open the eyes if I'm typing That's to see right. if my fingers have moved a key over, uh -huh. you know, so the whole thing is coming across a jibber jabber or so that a pop up didn't come up. I use uh, an app called Just Get Flux. It's free. Just Get Flux .com which turns my screen, I use it in darkroom mode, makes my screen black and red so that it won't expose film if I'm in a darkroom. So the most, the little, uh, least uh, visible light is emitted off of my screen and I will slump in my chair. I almost look, particularly in the older days when I did this, I looked a little bit like, um, oh my gosh, his name is escaping me right now, uh, uh, Stevie Wonder. My, I'm going back and forth. My head is rocking. My eyes are closed or just peak on occasion. And I'm just the words are flowing and I'm grooving. Yeah. Oh, I just I know this feeling so well. I, I know some of you do as well. And I hope the rest of you get to know it. It's it's just you a can. lovely gift to give to yourself that the feeling of being in that state when you receive the words but also the wisdom that comes from it. So, okay, so now you've talked about how to get into that expanded state. You have your pen poised because we're starting out new here. We're not ready to jump to the keyboard. And we go into an intention prayer. The intention prayer basically envelops you in this state of love and light and brings us to the highest level vibration that you can. We are enveloped in this love and light, and then we do an invocation. It's a very short prayer. Then we do an invocation prayer where we invoke or call in our team. Now, I'm an archangel guy, and so when I teach it to people, I'm always calling in. First off, I'll call her in Mother Earth or Mother Nature. Then I'm always calling in the archangels. That's just me. It can be whomever, whatever. It can be people who have crossed over. It can be spirits who have visited you, like Goddess Shakti visited me once. So I could be writing to Goddess Shakti. But we go and we invoke or call in our spiritual team. 
and we call in our higher self, the part of us that's on the other side of the veil that's always whispering to us, if only we would listen, and we're giving them an opportunity, which is really us, to have a louder voice. Mm -hmm. And then we ask the first of several powerful questions, and that question starts out with the same almost every single day. What do I need to know today? That's just the most perfect question, yep. It's an open question, no agenda. Let them tell or share or teach you whatever is best for your highest good. Yeah, I asked that this morning. And, you know, Michael, the reason that's so perfect is because it creates this blank slate. When we think we know the answer, but you're opening yourself saying, what is it I need to know today? There's this pause, this moment of excitement, isn't there? Yeah. I have no idea where they're going to go. So I do a daily attunement. It's called a daily attunement. I do a daily attunement each and every day. I have no idea where they're going to go. I did a YouTube live earlier today based on a teaching from today. And I go to the keyboard and I'm nervous because I have no idea what I'm going to be teaching for the day. (laughs) And then they tell me. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. And what a wonderful way to live. I hope you all listening are getting excited about this because it definitely gets us outside of the human box. Yeah. And that's the exciting part. It can go anywhere because we're tapping into the sea of all possibilities. So what have you been able to discover about yourself you weren't aware of? Everything? <laughs> um, wow, what a brilliant question. Who I am, what I'm capable of doing, what my path is. I know these sound all generic, but... Um, no, that's it, what everybody it, wants to know about themselves, I would think, I, at the deepest level. My PPD, my purpose, my path, my direction, why I'm here, why everything is happening, where I get to go from here, um, how to be my, my biggest thing that I want and I'm getting more and more is we're all ca- always connected to spirit. But how can I live more in that state of connectedness all of the time? Because life yeah. knocks you out. You got to bring yourself back, knocks you out, bring yourself back. How to be in that state more and more. And then an understanding of why I do things, why patterns repeat themselves in my life, the why of everything about the inner tinkerings, not just of what's going on inside of me, but everything that I projected in my outer world, because as within, so without. Why am I living this existence, and then where do I get to go from here? I just listened to you talk, and I know we've shared the same experiences with this, and doesn't it make you wonder how our world would change if everybody made this a regular practice. That's why you brought up the Navy earlier. And I was thinking to myself, oh my God, if we could get world leaders to dive in on a daily basis. Oh yeah. Space with spirit, everything changes. But it's very, very, very important, like you said, to do that ego check. What voice is really talking here? Yeah, or else you're in trouble. So <laughs> that's that's where we get the mandate for a war of peace, for instance. Yes. Yeah. So you asked that open-ended question, pro- proceeding on with the process now, and just start writing, you said earlier. The next five to ten minutes, write silly. It may be repeating your prayers. It may be writing, I don't know what to write. Um, I've had students do things like write St. Saint, Saint Francis of Assisi's prayer. You can be writing anything without the thinking mind. You uncouple, just let the pen have fun. You do that for five to ten minutes, then you would go on to your second question. Well, 
if I only got silliness for five minutes and I didn't get an answer, I might be a little frustrated. How do you deal with that? Well, here's the thing. We're playing on an energetic level. And so when people dive into awe, quite common, here's, here's the breakdown. 10% of people get poetry, lyrics, prose first day. I still don't get the poetry and lyrics as we were talking about earlier. 10% get profound words of wisdom. 60% get almost nothing, but feel different. The last 20% just feel better because what's going on is a vibrational attunement. There is something going on greater than the written word. So you stick with it. I've had people who are clinically depressed, PTSD, OCD, uh, coming back from war, uh, stressed, worry, anxiety, and it feels like a heavy coat is lifted off of them because they're being bathed in something greater than themselves in essence. Their vibration goes up and up and up and then the words pop and start to flow. So that's really an important point. If if we're going to test our, quote, success by getting these wonderful flowing words right from the beginning, we might give up when we don't get it. You've just shared that you get benefits even without the words, but stick with it because ultimately you may get the words. Words come to everyone, but the frequency comes before the word. The attunement, the vibration comes first. And so you go, I, I, you know, I've been doing it for a week or two. I'm not getting anything. How are you feeling? Oh, I feel much better each day. Huh. <laughs> Keep with it. That's like when I, I started this whole path trying to connect with my stepdaughter, Susan, and I was meditating for three weeks and saying, I'm not getting anywhere. I keep falling asleep. But I started feeling more peaceful and I started becoming more intuitive. So what would you say is the best intention one sets at the very beginning? I always go to my generic, not generic intention which is may this work out for me for my highest good and the highest good of all or something better. Yeah. Completely open, let spirit guide you. Yes, yes. Knowing that we don't always know what that is. And then you say, boy, was I really focused on this little thing and I got this great big gift instead. Amen. Huh. So you move on to a second question. Who am I? Mm-hmm. Can never ask that too often because the answer continues to change. I look at it as like facets of a gemstone. One day you get one eye, one face, the next, the next, the next, and it puts together a total picture of you, but it puts together a total picture of you. Like Einstein said, we can't solve a problem from the level of energy it was created. So it paints a picture of you outside of your thinking mind. And that's where you discover, you ask Michael, what did you learn? I learned who I am. Not who I am as Michael, the former cyclist, Michael, the this, Michael, the that. I learned who I am. Very different. Who are you? (laughs) Not going to get off the hook. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a troublemaker just like you, Suzanne. (laughs) Let's hear it. I'm a very sweet, gentle soul who works too hard to try and help others. And is here for my highest good and the highest good of all. Is a beaming beacon of light. Is a light post of hope. See, Spirit's talking to me now. But gets to work on my own heart even more. Mm. Nice. That's who I am. All right. And I love that each person will get an answer that speaks to them and always changing. 
always changing. So just right now I plugged in and spirit's telling me what I need to know today about who I am. Because at the end of the day, who I am, I consciousness. That's who I am. I am, I am. Mm -hmm. I am one. I am all. I am a part of all. We all are. That's actually maybe even more important than what I just said, which is we are love. We come from love. We could be nothing other than love. We are greatness. We are God. We are creator. That's an even higher level. Yeah. Who am I that you get out of automatic writing? When exactly. you really grasp and embody and understand the I am nature of yourself and that you are consciousness, it radically changes both your interpretation of what has been projected in front of you and the projection that you put out into consciousness. Absolutely. Yeah, this making this a regular practice, not just a one time or a few time thing to do is is absolutely life changing. So how about you have a a question that you would take to a uh, to a psychic with a crystal ball? So how what do you handle that? So, anybody, anybody like, do I quit my job and become a healer? Uh, that kind of thing. Yes, but a big but initially early on that will be very emotionally laden emotionally charged and your thinking mind is going to be all over it so particularly binary questions are a very slippery slope early on because the egoic mind has a um it has what do you call it a dog in the fight and so, so by binary you mean anything that's going to be answered by yes or no yes yep. mm -hmm. exactly uh, you know, do I do this investment? Do I do the other danger? <laughs> so, you know, what's my lottery ticket number? Okay. It's not so much to lose theoretically, but, um, you can ask these questions, but understand at least as far as I can tell, there is an infinitude of possible futures. The future is not written. The future is already here. An infinite number of futures are here. It's which one you want to resonate with and call in. And so more important than trying to get uh, prognostication of prognostication is help me get to the frequency that I desire to be at for my highest good. And then may the path unfold before me. Now we do have a whole section in the book on manifestation because you can go to the angels and you can come up with co-creations. It may be something, as you're saying, even better than you desired. We might want to be the greatest acorn in the world, not realizing our okedness. <laughs> we can do that. Cool. All right. How how do you end your sessions? I know personally, I just suddenly get this feeling it is done or my guides will say that is all. What happens with you? Um, well, it's interesting. First off, I tend to go until I'm cooked. Uh, either I go until I'm cooked or we have a rooster. When the rooster is up, it's time <laughs> to wrap things up. And, and I was a, a trucker's trucker CB-aholic since I was a little kid and watched like Smokey and the Bandit and stuff. And so they will go over and out to oh, me. Oh, your guides actually say that over and out. <laughs> and I love it because it's so playful and it speaks in the language in which I would speak in. So it's just really fun to me. But they will tell me when they're done. They'll tell me such things as, um, as, as, as banal as go use the bathroom, get the rooster up, go for a walk or go eat something or you need to go shave now, Michael. <laughs> yeah. And, then and why wouldn't they, 
Yeah, the highfalutin language helps us know we're not making it up, and then they, they know that we know they're real, and then they just talk with us. Exactly, in the language in which, off of which we speak, or at least we'll understand. Yeah. Wow. We have a couple minutes left. Let me see what I haven't covered. Mm. Let's see. For those who really doubt they can do this, or maybe that there's even anything out there to connect with, what would you say? Play. What have you got to lose? Play. You pick up the book, you dive in. If nothing else, the book is an attunement. You're going to feel better. You go, that didn't work for me. Hmm. But you have nothing to lose. But uh, nothing to lose. The biggest thing we have to lose is never trying things. Amen. Yeah. So I, I'd simply go out and play with it. And if it doesn't work, donate it to somebody else. What I like about the experience is that it does give you a chance to remain in that state of communion with the higher realms rather than just thinking about it or spending five minutes in meditation. It's interesting because when they say over and out, I will say thank you, thank you, thank you. But I will not close the channel. I will leave the channel open throughout the entire day because it changes the tenor, the vibration, the tonality. We're talking in terms of music, a vibration. It changes the frequency at which you vibrate throughout the entire day. And you're living more consciously, more connected, more awake and aware. That's why I teach people to do it first thing in the morning, if at all possible, because it will change their entire day. Yeah. And you've done a bit of uh, asserting that you are only tapping into the highest and greatest good. So why not leave that open? Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Well, we've just so enjoyed talking with you today, Michael. Michael Sandler, check out automaticwriting.com and your wonderful new book. But more than that, do it, right? Yes, absolutely. Dive into awe. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Go out and have a wonderful week. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Suzanne. Giant hugs. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.